listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are broadcasting live from Concordia Seminary in St. Louis at the first Faith and Film Festival. It's pretty cool. It is I like cool. sitting in this room seeing all these people. And like meeting people we haven't seen in a while, too. We're not <laughs> actually really in the room where they're showing the films, though, because no. that would be distracting. That would be very distracting. <laughs> that, would be like, what? that was a series, wasn't there, like that, where people sat and talked in front of the film? Back yeah, in the people don't like those days. people. They don't. Uh, people sitting around talking. Uh, we're excited to share uh, about the uh, the Faith and Film Festival at Concordia Seminary. And uh, it's, it's a good day. It's a little chilly here in St. Louis. but Very slushy. Yeah. It, it is slushy and foggy foggy day you know i took a picture of the um the tower that's here on campus our tower uh and you can't actually see it because it's so, so foggy, foggy. Yeah, it's <laughs> like where'd our tower go <laughs> well we are grateful to be here at uh, as the guests of continuing education at concordia seminary looking forward to sharing with you about that and talking with some of the the faculty here at concordia seminary in just a moment thanks to concordia university wisconsin for supporting the coffee hour you can find out more about concordia university wisconsin at cuw.edu live uncommon joining us at the broadcasting booth at the Faith and Film Festival at Concordia Seminary, St. Louis, Professor David Lewis, is professor, associate pro, or assistant professor of exegetical theology here at Concordia Seminary and director of certification for ministerial formation, and a regular guest on uh, KFUO Sharper Iron from time to time, Professor Lewis. Thanks for being with us. That's great to be with you. Thanks for being here. It's a it's a lot of fun to to check out a film festival. I think I think. This is our first film festival for the coffee hours. I believe it? so. <laughs> and this is the first film festival for Concordia Seminary, right? Yes, it is. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the, the idea behind a, a film festival at, at the seminary. Well, uh, one of the things I've done here as a faculty member is I host what we call Concordia Movie Night, where uh, throughout the year we'll, uh, we'll meet with students, watch a film. I've got a particular interest in Christ figure films, which would be a secular movie where there's a character who... Uh, is depicted as a Christ figure. He reminds us of Jesus, and so you have movies borrowing our story to tell theirs, which then I, I say is then a means for us to engage the world by taking their stories that borrow from our stories and then using that as a, you might say, a vehicle to tell the gospel. You know, So if I see somebody and they say, oh, uh, have, you, have you watched Guardians of the Galaxy? I'll right away say, yeah, I have. You know, it's a Christ figure film. And this is a person, if I were to come and say, can I tell you about Jesus, they would shut me down. But as soon as I say that, they look at me and say, really? And then now we start having a conversation where I get to tell this person, uh, you know, Groot, you know, Groot incorporates uh, his friends into himself the way we're incorporated into Christ. And he sacrifices himself to give life to his friends and then resurrects. And then that's what Jesus did. And then suddenly I'm telling the gospel and so this is this is a regular thing we've done. Uh, former student, uh, now Pastor Jacob Wamfler, who serves in the Kansas City area, contacted me this last June. We got together for coffee, and he asked, "What if we were to do a film festival for the public?" And uh, and I said, "Yeah, let's go for it." And he and Heather Coat Davis got together, and they planned this. Uh, we got to give a lot of praise to Erica Bennett, you know, the director of continuing education and the staff here. Somehow we got it together. We weren't sure how it was going to come off, <laughs> but we have, uh, I think, about 75 people registered. Wow. And the film, the movie we showed last night, they showed The Writer, which I've never seen before, and it generated about an hour of discussion. And basically, we, we had to shut down the discussion because it was 10 o'clock. <laughs> <clears throat> and I think people were still wanting to talk about the movie and the various... Uh, you know, themes and issues related to faith and vocation and the Christian life, value of life, all of this came out of that film. And, and uh, so it, it sort of is 
good or better than I imagined that it would be. That's you know? awesome. What makes film uh, a unique medium for us to uh, to talk about and to dig into all of the themes um, as opposed to other types of media that we consume? Well, I would say one, one thing is, uh, especially our culture is a movie culture. Uh, in other words, you're going to have more people go to the theater to watch a Marvel movie or whatever other movie they want than to go to the Museum of Art. You know, for good or bad, you know, mm-hmm. more people are watching films than going to the opera. And so it's very much a, a part of American popular culture it is film. And which is why I and I love film personally. I'd rather <laughs> I, I'll just admit I'd much rather go to the movies than to see an opera. Right. And <laughs> I mean, you know, maybe that's I should. Fair. Yeah, it's fair. You know, so, that's why you're doing this. That's, that's why I'm doing this. But uh, but the but the idea is. For me, then, is if, if this is a part of our popular culture, we as the church ought to be ready to engage in this medium. And you have to think film is a very powerful way of delivering a message uh, because you're sort of there as a captive audience for two, you know, one and a half to two to three hours. You have no time to process what you're seeing until it's over. And uh, if so if you wanted to sort of preach to somebody, present a message to somebody, film is a very powerful way to do it. Uh, on the other hand, you know, art, you know, if you go look at art, it's separate from you. You can turn away from it. You're, you're, you're not forced to stare at it for, you know, two and a half hours, <laughs> right? And you have time to pull away and process. But film is, can be a very powerful, uh, it's a very powerful medium to present a message. And, and therefore, I think we ought to be aware when we watch movies that there are messages being presented, you know? Right. There's theology oh, being presented. Mm-hmm. You know? Absolutely. Whether it's good theology or bad theology. <laughs> yeah, whether it's good, yeah, that's what I mean. And, right. Uh, I think one of our systematics department, they say everybody's a theologian, you know. Mm-hmm. You know so he, all, all the people sitting in the pews, all the people who don't go to church or maybe atheists all have a theology. And so I think there's, you're going to find theology in just about every film. Yeah. You mentioned earlier that <clears throat> being a, a movie culture, we're, we're a movie culture or a film culture. Something I've noticed, uh, even in my even in myself, in terms of how I watch a movie in the theater versus how I watch a movie at home. You know, now that we have digital and streaming, yes. and and movie is movies are so accessible. You know, thinking back before Sarah was even born, <laughs> right. um, in the days where in the dark ages. in the yeah. dark ages before we had I was there with you. So yeah. be, before we could yeah. watch movies at home, really. Right. I mean, I, I grew up in the dawn of cable TV, and we had that for a little while, and you could watch movies at home. That you know, being able to watch. Um, box office movies at home. That was a big thing. Now it's nothing. It's it's right. no big deal. Anybody can watch a movie at home because there are so many different platforms, digital platforms, DVD, everything, Blu-ray. You can, you can get them from the library for free. I mean, anybody can watch a movie at home at any time, on demand, whatever movie they want, basically. But we're also... Not only do we have, if we're watching a movie at home, not only do we, do we have that screen on, but we also have other screens <laughs> yes. on, too. Yes. So the difference between, you, you see where I'm going there? Yes. The, when you watch a film at a film festival or in a theater, in a cinema, the, there's something different about that experience. Yes, there is. Uh, and, and so when movies originally were, uh, you know, began to be shown, one of the critiques about film was they can't, it can't be a true art form. Because for something to be true art, you have to be able, it has to be objective, and you have to have the, the ability to separate yourself from it and see it as an objective other piece. <laughs> While film, you're in a darkened theater, it, it comes at you. It seems real. That's one of the powers of film, film. So even if it's Star Wars, it seems real while you're watching it, and you don't have that opportunity to stop and objectively critique what you're seeing. 
Uh, very rarely do people walk out of a movie even if they don't like it, right? Mm -hmm. Sometimes people will do that. <laughs> and so this, there is a certain power we now have with DVD and with live streaming a movie is we hit the pause and make that microwave popcorn or mm -hmm. get the drink. or uh, and, and so you can actually stop and evaluate a film, which uh, I've never actually done when I present films. You know, you, theoretically I could, mm -hmm. but uh, that's just not the way the film is meant to be experienced. And so I'm one of the I'm one of those old fashioned people who gets annoyed when <laughs> when we're watching a movie and one of my kids wants to pause so they can go to the bathroom. I said, No, no, that in the movie you just, if, if, if you're at the theater if you're at the theater you miss you miss that portion of the movie. Sorry. You know, it uh and, and then my kids will be watching the movie with their cell phones out, texting or doing other things. You have multiple screens, which um uh, I think actually diminishes the power of film in a way, you know. But uh, I think films are meant to be experienced at, you know, in a single viewing, the way intended, and uh, for for better or for worse, you know. That's funny. We're talking about that because we're literally doing that right now. We're, we're rewatching <laughs> Lord of the Rings right. because I got the audio books, and now I'm listening to them. So I wanted to watch the movies again, and the whole not the whole time, but I'm like googling and and, and searching all the characters and, right. and where these places are and looking at the map and like it's it's a more it's a more immersive experience. And we're like talking about what's happening, uh, but that that is the way that that. Uh, my husband and I consume films now because we because we can. And you see that feature on Amazon Prime where yes. you can hit you can hit the side button and see who the actors are and mm -hmm. their biographies while watching the film. Yeah. And I'm the guy who never does that. And whenever I accidentally hit that button, I get frustrated. And you know, <laughs> now the Lord of the Rings films, uh, I, I would argue, are Christ figure films. Mm -hmm. uh, who would you say are the Christ figures in those films? Well, I think there's multiple. Okay, Gandalf. Probably Aragorn. Okay. Um, ooh, I don't know. It's been decades. Since. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. Sorry. I, I, mean, I, I think definitely uh, Aragon is the you know the messianic figure who's mm -hmm. returning, oh, yeah. the return of the king. But then Gandalf, I think, is the is the most is the strongest one. I think in the films. Yeah. Because he actually dies, rises again, and then there's kind of a glorious second coming moment in Two Towers when he saves mm -hmm. saves them at Helm's Deep. You know. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but again, you know, I talk. Start. There's a lot of people like Lord of the Rings. Don't know that Tolkien was a Christian. Mm -hmm. Don't know if there's any that there might be Christian themes in the books or in the films. I see somebody who we're talking about Lord of the Rings, and I say, you know, there's those are Christ figure films, and then suddenly we're having a conversation. That's one one reason I like I like movies is they become a vehicle to have this conversation. Sure. With people. Yeah. How does our how does our Lutheran worldview or Christian worldview affect how we consume these films as opposed to the way other people would? I would hope that we have um, we we our mind is ready to critique what we're getting. Mm -hmm. That we're not going to be suckered in. So if a let's say if a film is giving a life that is very pro-choice, mm -hmm. we're the ones who would even while experiencing the film would stop. It, you, even if we can't hit the pause in the theater, we're going to stop and say this is not right. And uh, and or you know if 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 there's an, like an atheistic theme that comes out. Or if there might be positive messages that might be there, too. I mean, there's going to be positive, you know, in other words, positive messages about ethics or love your neighbor that we would actually appreciate. Um, I don't know if a lot of us are really trained to do that, which mm -hmm. is another reason why I like to, to do these things is to get people to stop and start thinking about this, mm -hmm. you know. 
Don't don't just be a sucker and take it all in, you know. And by stop, he doesn't mean stop the film. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Yeah, he's a purist. In other words, you well, can't. In other words, I'm the guy. I'm not going to say stop it. We need to evaluate this. I'm gonna, in my mind. I said, hey, that's not cool, right? That's not cool. And then the movie continues, but I'm thinking, okay, that's not cool, right? I you know, now I'm suddenly suspicious. What is the, what other things is this director going to try to get me to mm-hmm. believe, teach, you know, believe and confess, you mm-hmm. know? And um, and so I wonder sometimes if Christians might, um, you know, if some of these messages might come under their radar if they're not aware. That, see, see, a lot of people say, you know, it's just entertainment. You know, don't take it so serious, Prof. Lewis. You know, and I'd say, <laughs> no, every every film has a message. It could be good guys win, bad guys lose. Mm-hmm. But there's a message in every film. Mm-hmm. What is that message? No. There's there's no true thing it's just pure entertainment when it comes because as you mentioned earlier it's art art yeah. art may include entertainment but there's also very much so a message yes in art which I, yeah it so many so much more to talk I about i know <laughs> just getting started i would just say be, be prepared when you watch a film to uh, embrace what's good there's going to be a lot that's true good beautiful mm-hmm. and uh, whether the direct, whether the makers are christian or not but then be ready for the you should be ready to critique those other messages and then I would say always have an eye ready to um, – there's some something in this movie that might help me talk about the gospel with my neighbor, with my friends. Uh, hey, there's your in, you know? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, we don't want to keep you from the festival okay. too long. I know right. that there's Thank a presenter you. speaking, uh, Professor David Lewis, Assistant Professor of Exegetical Theology here at Concordia Seminary. Thank you so much for joining us on the Coffee Hour oh, this morning. Oh, you're welcome. Letting, Thanks for being here on campus today. Letting us crash your film festival. <laughs> with radio. <laughs> Coming up in just a little bit, we'll, we'll get to speak with one of the participants observing film and enjoying the uh, the film festival here at Concordia Seminary. You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Friday on Issues Etc. will begin a series with Dr. Jean Edward Veith on a Lutheran response to post-Christian culture. We'll discuss word faith teaching, Rama versus Logos with Chris Rosebro, and we'll play Issues Etc. Soundbite of the Week. Issues Etc. Live weekday afternoons from 3 to 5 on KFUO. I'm Pastor A.J. Espinosa, host of Thy Strong Word, taking your questions as we go through the entire Bible, chapter by chapter. Let's read together with guest pastors from around the country and the church around the world, taking chapters and verses together in context, every passage fitting together in the Lord Jesus, because He is the Word of God. Let's read together. Thy Strong Word, weekday mornings at 11 on Worldwide KFUO. Underwritten by Lutheran Heritage Foundation, lhfmissions.org. The Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, on behalf of Concordia Plan Services, Lutheran Housing Support Corporation, Concordia University System, Lutheran Church Extension Fund, the LCMS Foundation, and Corporate Synod, daily reaches out to our members and partners, working together to support our local, global, and international ministries, church workers, and LCMS initiatives at large to carry the mission forward and to serve each other in love. Opportunities to serve, 
lcms.org slash careers. Far north of the Alps, in the Jura Mountains, a boy and his grandfather are trapped in their chalet. A fierce snowstorm has cut off all paths of rescue, and that's just the beginning. Grandfather, Get behind me. When doubt, danger, and death surround you, will your faith survive, or will it be buried in the snow? Based on a true story, on the next Lamplighter Theater. Saturday mornings at 11 on Worldwide KFUO. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are broadcasting live from the Faith and Film Festival at Concordia Seminary in St. Louis. It's a lot of fun. It's an exciting day here. It is. Lots of people. Now, we're, we're kind of hanging out outside the main auditorium right now. There's a speaker presenting. We don't want to interrupt that, so we, yeah. we, we don't want to be rude and interrupt that. They wouldn't like us if we did that. <laughs> we're privileged to have with us the Reverend Dr. Michael Ziegler, speaker of the Lutheran Hour. Dr. Ziegler, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour this morning. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, Sarah. My pleasure to be here. Checking out the Faith and Film Festival. Uh, yeah. Are, are you a connoisseur of film? I wouldn't say that. I enjoy <laughs> films. So... I'm learning more. <laughs> yeah. So today will be your first opportunity you, to uh, to check out some of the film. Right. I here. wasn't able to get here yesterday evening, so here this morning, and you guys grabbed me, so here I am. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. So have you picked out what film you'll, what films you'll get to view today? Because I know there are options. Right. So I get to serve as a moderator of one of the the select films for the breakout session. And then I plan to come and be a part of the, the large group film later tonight. Bring my wife. We're going to make it a date night. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> Look that at that. Works. Kind of a nerdy date night. Turning you know? work into hey, a date the panel night. afterwards. Nerdy date nights are great. <laughs> yes. I'm on board with that. <laughs> so what, uh, what breakout session will you be moderating today? I get to dis discuss and be a part of the discussion on a film called Leave No Trace. And they picked me, uh, Jacob Wampler, pastor from Kansas City. He and I are going to be moderating this because we both have some background in the military. Mm -hmm. And it's a film about a father and a daughter, their relationship as the father struggles with post-traumatic stress that's left, a lot of it's left unsaid, but you can see it in the, in the way he interacts with his daughter and, the, and other people in the world at large is there's some sort of heavy burden he's trying to process and so the film is really about their relationship mm -hmm. powerful film mm -hmm. are there things that that you um are, are you a film analyzer are you someone that like because we just had david lewis on it and he's one that watches through the entire film and then and then analyzes right i would not say i'm a film analyzer i i like to be immersed in stories of all kinds and films are just one one type so I, I think about them, but I'm, I'm certainly not at the caliber of a David Lewis <laughs> with his uh, depth of knowledge and the, the amount that he can bring to the discussion. Sure. Yeah. But I enjoy being immersed in any story. Yeah. Are there, are there storylines that, 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 uh, that you gravitate towards um, or, or specific films or film genres that, that you especially like uh, for a certain reason? That's a good question. I, I'd say <laughs> I appreciate a film that can help me see the world in a little different way mm -hmm. and uh, appreciate something maybe that I've overlooked. Um, I enjoy the, the, the feel-good films as well, but I think the films that really stick with me are <clears throat> the ones that uh, challenge the way that I see the world, help me empathize from a, with another perspective. What 
what are you looking forward to in the, the breakout session that you get to do here in, in just a little while today? What do you? You're not an analyzer of film necessarily, right. but what do you hope to? <laughs> what do you hope to to uh, to see in that breakout session? On well, one level, I'm looking forward to facilitating the conversation about it. That's something I love to do. I, I, I host a, a podcast that has a sister podcast with the Lutheran Hour called Speaking of Jesus. And that's what we're just trying to facilitate conversation around something meaningful and pri primarily the Word of God. But uh, it's the same kind of thing is, is facilitating conversation, helping people uh, speak about what what impacted them, what touched them in this film. So I'm looking forward to that on one level. On another level, the specifics of this film, it's a kind of film that it leaves you sad at the end. Yeah. I, it's, a, it's a PG film, so you could watch it with your family. I watched it with my family. It, at the end of it, my, my family was giving me a hard time. They were saying, Dad, I can't believe you made us watch this movie. It was terrible. It made <laughs> us feel so, you know, they, they didn't say that, but they just said it was bad. And a couple of days later, I was talking with my son, and again, he was giving me a hard time. He said, Dad, why? Why'd you? I can't believe you made us watch that movie. You always pick movies like this. <laughs> and I said, I said, Titus, did you think it was a bad movie, or did it just make you feel bad? Oh. And he said, it made me feel bad. And I said, well, it's probably because it's a very good movie. It's a powerful movie. You're just not used to movies that end leaving you feeling bad. And that was ended up being a really good conversation, uh, because it's it's you know the kind of basic storylines of a, a comedic storyline where everything gets tied together. Things start bad but get good, and then the tragic storyline. Things start kind of I mean good but get bad, and that's exactly what Leave No Trace is. It starts good and gets bad, and you see the characters revealed in this tragedy that is their lives are are breaking apart, and um, so we had a good conversation about. What do stories do to us? They uh, they don't always just leave us feeling good. Mm -hmm. And so they what, shouldn't either. Right. Because life is more complex than just that. Certainly being followers of Jesus, knowing the story of everything, ends in resurrection, new creation, the, the, the wedding feast of the Lamb, good. There is tragedy along the way that we that is an important part of our story that uh, movies like Leave No Trace or other tragedies help us appreciate that in, in our own stories. So stories can be very useful, whether it's in film, whether it's in book, or, or whatever, you're, whatever way you're, you're, you're reading or, or hearing a story, uh, it can be valuable for, for thinking right. and, and, and developing. Uh, Man, Critical words are hard. I, I would take it a step further and <laughs> say, say not just useful, but s we swim in stories like right. fish swim in the sea. Uh, an author I like wrote that, and I, it's the truth. We are we are story creatures. Um, another author I, I read wrote, uh, "God created human beings because He loves stories." <laughs> this is we just experience life in story, and this is why films are so we gravitate toward them, but. But we're immersed in them. And, and the other thing I, th I think is important is that we, we tend to talk about the stories that we're immersed in. Mm -hmm. And then the stories that we're immersed in, once we talk about them, we, we continue to immerse ourselves in them. And I think that's important for Christian witnesses. What, what are the stories that the people in our 
surroundings, what are they immersing themselves in? And how can we meet them there but help them see this other story, mm-hmm. the story of Jesus, the, the Bible as, a, as the culminating the story that culminates in Jesus? How can we let them be immersed in that as well? The Reverend Dr. Michael Ziegler, speaker of the Lutheran Hour and uh, also one of the moderators of the breakout sessions here at the Faith of Philip Festival at Concordia Seminary. Thank you so much for being our guest. My pleasure, Andy. Thanks for letting me come and visit. Absolutely. And also joining us now, Erica Bennett. She is the Director of Continuing Education here at Concordia Seminary. Erica, thank you so much for uh, for giving us the opportunity to come be a part of the Faith and Film Festival at Concordia Seminary. Of, co- of course, Andy. When you said you guys wanted to come, I was like, of course, yes. <laughs> Good follow-up from our interview. Was that a couple months ago? or last month. So um, so glad you're here. I am extremely tired, but I am <laughs> running on um, dopamines. Is that the right word? Or endorphins? Not endorphins. <laughs> dopamines, right? I think. Anyway, the happy, the happy <laughs> thing that keeps you just energized. So anyway, great group of people. We've got about 70 people um, here today. Um, nobody got scared by the weather. Oh, good. So that was awesome. These are some diehard film lovers. So that was good. Um, great kickoff last night with the writer. And um, today we've got a full lineup. We're going till 10.30 p.m. tonight. Wow. Everybody that is a will, long day of film. <laughs> everybody will watch three films today. Wow. And Professor Lewis said that uh, last night you had to like, cut off the discussion at one point I because did. there was so much conversation after the film. And it was a film that really wasn't a popular film. It wasn't a film that most that people, most people yeah. were aware yeah, of. Most people had not seen it, but um, it was a great kickoff. And yes, I even joked with them that I had to go in my mom mode and say, <laughs> okay, it's 10 o'clock. Everybody needs to go to bed. And um, Pastor Wamfler, one of the co-creators, was like, you can't tell me to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> You're not my mom. Right? So um, so we um, ended it there, and everybody got back here at 8.30 in the morning. Wow. And so there's a presenter right now, a keynote yes. speaker, Yes, correct? Phil Holy. Um, he actually created a course on um, cinema and religion down at Concordia, Texas, oh, wow. when he was on their faculty. And now he is on the faculty at um, Mary Hardin Baylor mm-hmm. down in Texas. Um, but he, we were just thrilled to have him. And when he got here yesterday and I met him, he's like, it's such an honor to be here. And I'm like, what? The honor is all ours. <laughs> so, um, that was really cool. Very yeah. good. We have just about a minute right. left. I know that there are, there are films that, that, uh, the, you said three more films that, that everybody, everybody will, will see. see. There's some choices in the, yes. in the process yes. as well. Yes. It sounds like it's going really well. Hoping to maybe have another Faith and Film Festival down the road. Oh, um, good question, Andy. Yes. <laughs> this is the first, um, the first inaugural, um, film festival. So the next one is actually already on the calendar oh, wow. for January 28th through the 30th of 2021. Fantastic. Very good. That's but of course, exciting. like a true film festival, we won't know what the films are until like yeah. what until it opens, right? We we will release at least a couple of the big films mm-hmm. and then there'll be teasers on social media, which we did this time as well. I am kind of excited. I see one in the lineup for today that I wanted to stick around for. Which one? I, I, Coco. But I've, I've seen I'm going to see that. <laughs> the moderator for that is really quick is Abby um, Olchesi from Kansas City. She's a big film person out there. <laughs> so we're good. excited. Very good. Erica Bennett, Director of Continuing Education at Concordia Seminary St. Louis, the Faith and Film Festival. Thank you so much for having us today. Thank you for coming. I'm Eddie Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Thanks to Stephanie back in the studio.
The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. I'm